1: Hey everybody, David here, and welcome to the ASOG Podcast. In this episode, recorded live at Apex 2022, Lucas sits down with Oscar Gomez, founder of Master Automotive Training. Oscar recounts being impacted by Hurricane Ian on his way to ASTE and his journey from tech to instructor to starting his own training company. Before we get started, make sure you have us set to automatically download the latest episode. Leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. It would really help us out. And check out our newest content on YouTube. And now, here we go.
0: So you missed A-S-T-E, dude. Right? Oh, dude. It was a horrible. Um, yeah.
2: We were excited. And then uh, that morning, I got the text that they canceled right. our – because we were leaving from Ontario, California to Orlando yeah. and then to uh, Charlotte. Right. Um, so they first canceled our Orlando to Charlotte Lake. Yeah. So I was like renting a car. As yeah. soon as I got that cancellation, I rented a car. And then from there – Probably like around 4.30, one of my instructors sends me a text. He's like, hey, man, they just canceled our flight. I was like, what? Right. So I, I go in there, and yeah, they, they canceled the whole flight in its totality. Um, it's being that it was nine of us that were actually headed. Um, uh, me and my wife get on and book another flight. And in the chaos, somehow, yeah. I chose the wrong dates. Oh, man. Um, so we get on the phone we call the airline and they're like well in order for us to change it we have to they were going to charge us and whatnot so we're like okay well let's cancel it right unknowingly we forgot that they had already took the money so then we had to wait for them to put the money back oh no I, I bought nine flights so I couldn't my car right, was tapped dude. out, man. So I couldn't – there was nothing I could do at that's that point. That's crazy, dude. So, that uh, sucks, yeah, man. Yeah, man. I was well, mad.
0: Well, and I mean like when you – that that's one thing that I don't think people appreciate. Like when you're moving a, uh, an organization like that right. or you're making things like that happen, dude, it can be stressful. It's oh, yeah. all get out, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, and, man. And, you know, we always talk about taking technicians to training. We talk about, hey, making sure you get them to an event like this. Right. So the the strategy that I use in my shop is that I take one tech or service advisor or whatever to each of the major events every year, because right? okay. I'm already going to most of them anyway. Right. So I'll take one to each one. For instance, I've got Terry here with me today. Okay. I've got, uh, I took Ryan to Tools okay. in Pennsylvania. I took Eric here last year. I took Nathan to Vision. Oh, right. right. Like, so I go through each one. Right. And then we we have one, maybe two big events a year. So this year we did STX and we did ASTE. Okay. And the level of stress on an owner when it like when you're saying okay, it's going to be AST, cool, I can drive to that, right. right? That's not so bad. Getting down there and like okay, I got to run my card ten times to get the ten rooms authorized or whatever it right. is. Okay, now guess what? They lock the card, and it, it's just like one thing <laughs> after another. Yep. And so, not only is there a ton of money with taking a whole team, right? But there's a ton of stress associated with that. Absolutely. You know, Orlando, man, it was – that was tough. Yeah. I mean, and and true, we did go and, like, have a ton of fun, and we went to uh, – we went to Universal. Okay. So, all we right. took the whole team to Universal. We took the whole team uh, indoor skydiving. Oh, we, nice. Like, we went and ate nice food, all kinds of stuff. Right. But – from the owner perspective, making sure everybody has a good time and making sure like everybody has a room and everything's working like you're supposed to, dude, it's tough.
2: It, it really is. We were <clears throat> at one point. I told my wife, I was like, "Man, should I call everybody and let them know, like, apologize?" And she's like, right. well, "It's not your fault." I was like, you "I couldn't I get do anything." That, but, yeah, but it's you know, I I hyped up AST for the whole year. Right. Everybody was packed and ready yeah. to go, and, and yeah, it was just. Right, it, but luckily, you know, I, I call up my guys, and they're like, "That's understandable, man. The hurricane and whatnot." And I was right. like, you know, "I like that." Like, yeah. you know, they, they they were all kind of bummed out, but at the same time, they were excited right. um, for what was coming up. So I told them, yeah. "You know what? If we couldn't make it this year, we'll be there next year for sure." And, awesome. And uh, we're even planning Vision now. So oh, maybe, that'll be great. Yeah, we we'll see you guys in Vision as well. Man, that's uh, gonna be awesome. Yeah, and one thing we've been doing, and everybody kind of looks at it as weird. We we plan our school schedule, our class schedules, right? For the school around these events, oh, dude, so that we would make sure that everybody goes, right? Um, and everybody's like, you're losing business. Like, it doesn't matter as long as I get my guys yeah. trained, because that's going to help the industry. Because once they start teaching it, yeah, what they learn in the
0: events, that's going to help us better right. the industry as well, and and continue the the trajectory, right? right. Like, because one of the things that I, I have seen, especially with some of the older guys and some of the older and and I, I've got to be careful saying that because, I mean, there's a lot of older shop owners who right. do a great job with training and who don't have that mindset. Right. But I see a lot of older guys that are in their 50s and they're saying like, hey, the the learning curve to get to the new technology is too steep for me because right. I didn't have the opportunity to learn here. Right. Right. So if we can take that and put it in bite-sized chunks and allow them to learn and then go back and put it into process, put it into use. Right. Man, you talk about valuable. Absolutely. Right? Yep. And, and I, I think that is one of the key differentiating factors between a career and a freaking job. Right. right. Right? That's how we make sure they have a career, not a job.
2: Exactly. Um, like you said you hit it around the head. If, if it's a job, it's the guy that's like, oh, you gave me another car, or this and yeah. that, complaining. Yeah. And, and I make fun of it. Um, one of my classes, I tell my students, is, you guys know why toolboxes have wheels? And I'll just stay quiet. Because like, right. the shop you're at doesn't value and you yeah. wake up every morning angry that you need to go to work. Yeah, dude. Roll that
0: box out and go find a better Absolutely. shop. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I think that it is so important that, that folks understand. I, and I get there's bad shops out there, yeah. right? There's no doubt there's bad shops out there. But I think it's important to understand that if you're not in a shop that, that values you, right? if you're not in a shop that's taking care of you, if you're not in a shop that's training you, if you're not in one of these shops... It is not a pipe dream. These are not like magical fairies floating around here. They're actually real. There's are yeah. shops that do that. Right. And there's good shops out there.
1: Lucas and I have been telling you about Parts Tech for a while now and how it gives you access to unlimited parts and tire vendors and direct integration with over 35 shop management systems. And now they've just launched a new referral program. All you have to do is open your Parts Tech account, go to my shop, and click on the rewards tab. There you'll find your referral URL, which you can share via email, text message, or on your social media. If your referral signs up for a new account and places five orders in the first 30 days, PartsTech will send you a $100 gift card. That's it. Nothing else is needed. Your referrals can get you $100 just for using PartsTech, which, by the way, is absolutely free to get started with. So if you're using PartsTech already, start sharing that referral link. And if you haven't signed up for Parts Tech yet, what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the description or go to partstech.com forward slash podcast. That's partstech.com forward slash podcast.
0: Hey, one more thing. If you find out that your shop management system doesn't integrate with Parts Tech, it's time to upgrade. David and I use what we believe to be the very best system on the market, Shopware, with unmatched features like Parts GP Optimizer and DVX, which is their digital vehicle experience. Shopware really is way more than just a shop management software. With it, you'll be able to create an immersive and interactive experience for your client, setting you apart from everyone else using run of the mill software. Are you ready to upgrade? Click the link in the show notes to get started. And and one of the things that I think is important is we've got to begin to align, Oscar, we've got to align the the good shops with the good techs. Absolutely. And and I've pissed a lot of people off lately because I keep saying, like, we we have to cull the industry a little bit. Yeah. Because, you know, I I've talked about, I, I was interviewed for a Wired magazine article the other day, and she didn't oh, nice. in, she, she didn't put in there what I said. Okay. And she says, you know, what do you think about this new technology? Is it going to make it harder to work on cars? And I said, listen, half the shops that are working on cars right now probably should not be working on cars.
2: Absolutely. I completely agree on that I one. hate
0: to hurt your feelings, yeah. but, you know, she's like, do what? Yeah. She's oh, like, yeah. I was not expecting that. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but, I mean, that's how I feel about it because I see it. Right. Right? right. And I, I, man, I don't want to be that. Guy, and I don't want my competitors to be like, Oh, is he talking about me? <laughs> right? Like, mo- most of the shops that we all know and work with are not like that, right? But, dude, they're out there.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, but about two weeks ago, I actually went out just out of curiosity. I printed some flyers out for the school, yeah. and I went out to local shops. I was like, Hey, man, you know, my name's Oscar, I'm an instructor down the street, right? Want to introduce myself, and um, I got kicked out of two shops. You're kidding, literally kicked out. The guy's like, I don't want to learn anything about training, I know what I know go somewhere else and I was what I said, oh, cool I respect that man thank you and then um, I went to a shop next to him Yeah. and the guy's like hey I know you and I was like um, from where and right. we started talking and then his tech comes out he's like hey I was like oh hey he's actually in one right. of my classes right? so I was like alright cool and the guy's like yeah you know everything he's been learning has been awesome he's all, right. you know at 5 o'clock we call it a day we leave the work here and, yeah. and um, I'm talking to the shop owner at that time and I tell him you know, what got you into that? He says, tomorrow I can come in. I'll still do what I didn't finish yesterday. Right. I was like, that works. Yeah. not going to leave. He's like, and my guys come in happy because they leave at five. And right. I was like,
0: I love that. Exactly. Well, I mean, you know, you see that in ASOG a lot. Yeah. And, and and I think I think in a lot of ways that, that we try and stuff um, the burden of poor management on the technicians back. Yeah. Right, And so what I mean by that is, is like you see a lot of shops who the shop's not profitable. They didn't learn how to make the shop profitable. Right. They didn't learn what the financials need to look like and how the financials need to work. Right. So what happens? Right. Now I need you to work late. Mm -hmm. And hey, I need to get more cars through the shop. Right. And, and you know, a good friend of mine, Brian, you know, the Brian I'm talking about. I'm not going to say his last name because his owner <laughs> might end up listening to this. Uh, his owner. Rick White yelled at me yesterday. He said, you can't call technicians like when you're talking to a technician, you can't say they have an owner. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I think we all know what I'm talking yeah. about. Right? You know, <laughs> um, but but, you know, I've, I've watched Brian go through this. Right. Right. And and looked at the numbers that he shares with me for the shop. And, and dude cares about the shop. Dude cares about the people in his life. Dude cares about the owner of the shop. Right. But the problem is, is that they're expecting one person to make them profitable. And it's Brian. Yeah. Right. And everything's got to go on Brian's back. Yep. A one man show. Exactly. Yeah. And so, man, they're loading him up. I need you to work late. I need you to come in early. I, You know, he was talking the other day. They, they gave him a six hour job at four o'clock in the afternoon. Like, hey, man, can you get this done today. He's like, "Whoa, hold up now." <laughs> right? Like, am I living here now, right? Exactly, yeah. you know? And so I think about that. And I think that that is so much of of like the culture change that has to happen in the business because, you know, David was talking the other day and he was he brought up the the mentality of a professional. Okay? okay. And and he's talking about how say an engineering firm does something, right? He says, "You know, so they write you a scope of work and they say, here's what we're going to do." And when that scope of work is done, they charge what they're going to charge, and the engineer gets paid what the engineer was going to get paid. Right, right. They don't say, "Hey, <laughs> there's another project. I need you to go ahead and jump on and get that done today." <laughs> Leave right, but that one. Aside, if he's right? done it at three o'clock, man, guess what? He's going home. Right, right. He's chilling out. He's he's taking the rest of the day easy. And I'm sure they work. I'm not saying they don't work. Right, but it's a it's a different mindset from the way that we treat our technicians and the the people in our shops. Right. And I think it, it so easily falls back onto that management category, yep. you know?
2: Yeah, I, I've seen that a lot. Um, actually, one of the shops that I worked at, that, that's how it was. It's, uh, For example, I was a, the diagnostic tech there. Um, I yeah. was also – it's in California, so I was also the smog check technician there. Yeah. And, um, and then I got the privilege of fixing all the screw-ups from all the other guys. Yeah. And so it got to a point where they had me ordering parts, talking to yeah. customers – uh, selling repairs, doing right. the repairs, fixing the other guy's screw-ups. Right. And um, at one point, what actually called it quits was they asked me to come in on the weekend to do a, a suspension job right. so this way Monday I could start fresh. And I was like, wait, wait, what do you mean you want me to come in on the weekend to right. do something so I could start fresh on Monday? Why not just do it on Monday? And they're like, well, it's a mechanical job and that's going to take up a lot of your time. And I was like, why don't you just have one of the other guys do it? Um, okay. And that—that's kind of what got my my attention of like this is not what I want to do. I want to do the diagnostic side, yeah. Um, and and better myself that way. And shortly right. after is when um, I got approached to me- mentor uh, my mentor Don Wilson right. um, approached me and says, "Hey, you want to learn how to diag and become an instructor?" And I says. Hell, yeah, I do. Right? Um, and then that's what kind of just changed my whole perspective well, on it.
0: Well, you share the story, right? Because everybody knows you, and I know the story, but I don't <laughs> think a lot of other people know the story because it is a very unique story. Yeah, thank and, you. And, you know, yesterday I was talking to somebody that, that I've known for a while, and he had gone from, like, man, this cat was was delivering parts in a Napa store. Oh, no way. And he's got, like, a position way up in that organization that you're like, damn you know and <laughs> like, like how'd you do it exactly right? and so you know we we talk about kids coming into the trade right right and we say oh man why is nobody coming in well because they think all they're going to do is be a service writer or a technician yeah right there's so many other paths there's, oh, there's so many so other things you other, can do exactly man tell me your story like how'd you get here <laughs> it's crazy man um uh,
2: thank you for having me and um So it all started, I I was working at a shop and I was just like everybody else, man. I was an oil change guy. I was a lube guy. Right. Um, Didn't have a care in the world because I was, what, 17 at the time? Right. So I was like, "Ah, whatever, you know, I could handle this. And and seeing all the old guys just like being grumpy and stuff, so that won't be a problem. Um, And then one of the guys at the shop saw that, you know, I would try to learn more because if I wasn't doing anything, I'd go sit on a car or just lean on the fender with them and be like, what are you doing? Right. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, no, 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 like, not what are you doing? Like, how or why? Why are you doing that? Right. And then one time he comes after me and says, hey, man, do um, you want want me to teach you? And I was like, I would love that if right. you would take the time. Uh, his name is Benjamin. And right. at, he's like, yeah, just he's like, but the only thing I'm going to tell you is if one day you show me you don't care about this, I'm going to stop. And right. I was like, nah, man, you got me. Let's do it. Right. So he starts working with me and then progressively I start doing like spark plugs and I'm, right. I'm not that old but you know, right. we were doing distributed caps rotors and stuff like that so he started showing me the basics on that right and once i turned 18 he's like why don't you go get your smog license right and i was like well what's that and how do i get it and he's he's like here's the school i went to go down there and get it right so i that was the first time i ever went to a technical or a trade school everything right. i learned was in the shop so i go to school and my instructor, Don Wilson. Um, go through the whole program. At that time, we were required to take alternatives for A6, A, L1 for ACs. Right. And then there was two state required classes in order to qualify to take the state exam. So I took the state exam. I passed it, got my smog license. I was 18 years old, man. What? Stove, dude, that's dude, so you know? crazy. yeah. And um, and a year later, I get a phone call from the school that I went to. I was like, why are they calling me? Did I not pay something or whatever? Right, right. And then it was the school's owner and Don were on the phone, and he's like, hey, man, you know, I, I we needed a, an assistant or another instructor, and and I saw how when you were in class, you would help out the other guys when they would get stuck and whatnot. He's like, how would you like it if I mentor you right. and teach you what it becomes mm-hmm. to be an instructor and be a better tech? Yeah. And uh, my wife, which was my girlfriend at the time, I was like, well, should I do it? And she's like, What do you have to lose? Right, you're right. You know, I was like, let's do it. So for the next year and a half, I would work during the day and then go to school in the evening. Okay. Um, Tired, whatever. I still showed up. And um, Don was the one who taught me how to use a scope, how to read waveforms, how how to know like uh, Jim Morton says, eighty five percent and That, within probably the first six months, just catapulted my diagnostics. Like, right. no idea. And yeah. the shop owner was like, you want to be the, the shop foreman at the time? And I was like, well, I'm not really capable of it. But he's like, well, you have no choice because our other <laughs> guy quit.
0: So- <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like you're I'm going like, to figure it I out. I was
2: like, okay, well, let's do it. And um, shortly after my 21st birthday, I took my two state exams and I became a licensed instructor in California. Dude, um, that is so awesome. Yeah, man. And then right after that, Don's like, you need to get master tech, so hurry up. Yeah. And um, I had my three ACs, A6, A L one and then he says, you got to get master tech. I went, just started taking the exams. Within a year, I hit master tech at 22. Um, and I, I I tell him all the time. He's actually retired now and lives in yeah. Texas, but I let him know all the time. And if he's listening to this, if it wasn't for him, I I don't think I'd
0: have this career dude um, that is good, so awesome because he's the one who really just like made pushed me, push me to right? get it done yeah dude that that is like man that that's so heartwarming you yeah. know what i'm saying and and it takes somebody like that and i i think i want to be careful how i say it but <laughs> i i think that in today's society in a lot of ways we've taken that ability to push like that out yeah in some ways i see it um and people are like offended when you push like that. And and the reality is is, you know, I, I I listened to this thing the other day and they're talking about equal opportunity versus equal outcome. And okay. they're like, Hey, you know, there's a lot of people who say they want to be equal and right. they want equal opportunity or they want equal outcome, which is it? Right. And it's like, dude, you gotta put the work in.
2: Absolutely. Right.
0: And and the the problem is is if we try and give people equal outcome. Right. And, and, and we give a student the opportunity to come through the program and we don't push them and they don't put the work in. If we give them the same outcome as everybody else, they didn't actually learn anything. Exactly. We did them a disservice. We did our industry a disservice, but somebody like you, who's willing to put the work in, right? who's willing to, to, I mean, sweat, blood, sweat, tears. Right. Yeah, man. It was tough. Because it's not always comfortable. right? Right. And, and I think we lose the fact that success is on our back. Right. And it doesn't matter how we define success, but it is our responsibility and wholly our responsibility. Nobody can do it for us. Right. And you can't blame the other guy because you didn't make it. Exactly. But that dude pushing you. Yeah. That dude saying, nah, man, I'm not letting
2: up. Let's go. Oh, yeah, Come on. Let's go. You know? It's funny because I tell my students when I pass my uh, A8, my engine performance. Right. I Got there jacked because it was pen and paper at the time, yeah. so it was an eight week wait after he took the test, right? So I got my results and I get to school so happy to show him, yeah. And then he just looks at me with a straight face, he's like, Okay, what's next, right? And you know, I was expecting him to be like, Yeah, right, you but did it, he's just you did like, it. Yeah, what's next? I was right. like, Oh, okay, so I asked him, Well, which one's next? He's like, A6, you got it, and right. I. Like he showed up with my A6 and I got the same response, man. Yeah. So was and, like, and then you right. hit
0: master and he does the same thing <laughs> yeah, all over yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. And and man, that is such a valuable mentor. Yes. That's willing to just not let up. Yeah, Willing to, to even though like, you know, a pat on the back is one thing. Yeah. But not to let up and no. not to give you the option to say, all right, like I, I've succeeded. Nah, man. Yeah. Like, because life's a journey. Exactly. And, and, and to continue to have success, you have to continue to work for success. Right. right. Like and and I I talk to people about the new shop sometimes because for Beautiful. the longest time. Oh thank you. Beautiful, man. Uh, well, you know, I've talked to so many people about it and they're like, oh, you finally like got all this thing that you wanted. I'm like, the problem is is I've always wanted that. Right. And so now I kind of feel lost because like now I don't <laughs> know what's next. <laughs> I'm like, uh oh, you know, I need something else. I need more. I need right? to Right? and and I think about that especially in in a case like yours right because you you hit one success and then it was another success right. and then it was another one and you're still on to something else now <laughs> yeah. and you're still growing it so so tell me about the school what's <clears throat> so the one got a little tickle yeah <clears throat> sorry about
2: that are oh, you fine um, so with the school it was actually um, <laughs> it was another funny story man All uh, right like I tell a lot of my students that um, I never thought I would ever be an instructor. Yeah. For me, it was always like automotive, it's either, like you said earlier, it's either your service advisor or you're a mechanic or tech. That's it. Yeah. And when Don started showing me this, I was like, man, you could do a lot more than just turn wrenches in the automotive industry. Yeah. Um, so when, when I got my license, I started working at that school as an instructor um, shortly after f- family issues, they had to shut down. Um, so I come home and I tell my, my wife, I was like, What do I do now? Yeah. And then she's like, why don't you start your own school? And I look at her with the face like, really? (laughs) And she's like, well, why not? And I was like, you know what? You got a point. Right? So the following day, I started scrambling, kind of figure out how to do this. And it took me a whole about 18 months to finally get everything situated. Um, I rented out the back of somebody's smog shop in California. Right. And that's where I started the school in 2014. Um, and I just started as a, like, kind of a, uh, what would you call it, like an extra stream of income, like a, yeah. a, a part-time thing. Right. And then a side gig. A side gig, right? Um, and then f- what what really got me was I had a, a guy call me up and he says, hey, man, I can't pass my L1. And I was like, okay, well, why not? He's right. Like, it feels kind of complicated. He's like, but I've been a tech for so many years. He's like, and this damn test, I, don't know, I was like, come on down, bring me your results and let's see what's up. So he comes on down and I'm looking at his results and I was like, all right, I think your, your problem here is going to be electrical. Right. He's like, yeah, it's not my strong point. I was like, all right, tell you what, next Saturday, meet me here and we'll, we'll do a couple hours, me and you and, and then schedule your test probably that Monday after and we'll see what's up. And he calls me on Monday. He's like, man, I passed." Oh, and then that right there is what got me like, I was like, man, if that, I, if that I success, him, yes, that right? success there was just what catapulted everything.
0: You know, I don't know if you listen to this week's episode, but it was the one with Mark Perkins and Dutch, right? I haven't heard it yet. Well, so we talk about like the mastermind group. So, like, asoc has got a mastermind right. group, and we take shop owners who are struggling or shop owners who are just starting and we give them the basics, right? So they can go and they can get a, a, a coach or whatever they need. Continue that growth, right? And and it really takes people who are in bad shape, right? Like, going to lose everything, kind of deal. Like, That's really, tough. really bad spot. And it takes them, and at least tries to get them to where they're safe. You know what right. I mean? And um, and somebody had said to us, like, why do you guys keep doing this? Like, what what's in it for you? And and it's neat because like sometimes we're we're at apex, right? Right. And some of these people we talk to, you'll come out and you'll talk to them. And they're like, well, yeah, but I mean, like, how do you get paid? Nah, dude, we don't. Nobody gets paid. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? And they're like, <laughs> but well, why would you do that? Right, man. The the thrill of seeing somebody's life improve. Yeah. The thrill of helping someone. Man, that's a high that is is you can't describe that. Not right? at all, man. No, you know? hell no. And so you figured out how to get paid
2: for. it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that. man. It, it's. Uh, I mean, and and that's when I I developed my why. You know. Yeah. A lot of people ask me, like, why do you do it? Just like you were saying, it's like, yeah. how are you going to get paid for that? It's like, for me, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, the way I look at it is I'm on a mission to better the automotive industry one technician at a time. So Absolutely. That, that one tech that if I have a class of 10, but I get two guys that just excel in the program and then I see them, I see their lives change. Yeah. That's worth it for me.
0: Yeah, um, definitely. If,
2: if those other eight guys really didn't care much and just got through, that's okay because right. that was their call. Right. But if I get that one guy that is just willing to just drive through it yeah. and just continues to kill it, that it, that's what makes my, my exactly. job. Exactly. And,
0: man. and you know, here's the thing is I think that's why you've been so successful. Oh, I, I, I think that's why you found like this massive amount of success. Everybody knows you. Everybody mm-hmm. likes you. right? <laughs> um, Thanks, and, man. and the reason is, is because you were doing it for the right reason. Right. right? You weren't doing this because you wanted to make money. You weren't doing this. That was a byproduct right. of doing what you were passionate about, what you were thrilled about, what you enjoyed to do, right? Yeah, right. And so Absolutely. I think when we do that, that is our course to success. Absolutely. And and maybe that's how you define success as a whole. Right? right? Like that next little step that gets me further to doing what I like sure, to that, do, what I right. love to do and and you know. So I'm, I I'm very much the same way. I love helping people. So, have you been to Apex before? This is my first time. Um, and
2: it was funny because I had a lot of people call me
0: right. that I needed
2: to be here. And um, I told my wife, it's, we just opened a shop. You know, yeah. like I was mentioning to you. And, and we're like, let's go. Right. Um, and we packed up the kids and got a hotel room and showed up. And right. here we are, man. It, it's been a blast.
0: So let me ask you this, right? I keep telling people, and I've said this like 50 times so far. You look out here and you look at this show. Can words explain it? No. I mean...
2: You can't, man. You cannot. uh, I walked in here and I was like, wow. Right? Uh, I turned to my wife and I said, this is crazy. And we haven't even gone to SEMA yet. Just being here at Apex
0: is crazy. It is. And I I don't know if you saw that video the other day. Uh, I can't remember who shot it. It may have been Bill uh, Nalu, but... Uh, There was a video of all the people coming into the conference the other day. Oh, no way. And Las Vegas PD shut down, like, the main part of the strip out here. (laughs) And, I mean, it was just, like, this solid line of people. Wow. And and I I I can't remember the exact number of what they said. But, I mean, there's thousands of people here. Yes.
2: Yeah. It's crazy. And the craziest part is, man, um, I I got to meet, like, some of the rock stars, some of the guys I look up to yesterday, like Pete Meyer, Brandon Steckler. and. What was super crazy is like I when I walked into Pete's booth, I was talking to my wife. Yeah. And then Pete turns around and says, I know you. And I'm like, what the hell? That's crazy. Right? And um, I even told him, I was like, look, man, I got the chills. Like, I, I, I look up to you guys. And you guys right. like.
0: Now, let, let, let's be completely clear guys like Brandon Steckler, Tanner Brandt, and Isaac Rodell, you can't really look. Up to them, unless they're standing on something, you kind of got to look down at them. But I mean, you can, yeah. you can, you can think they're pretty awesome, yeah. but you are gonna have to look down at them to think that. I just want to put that oh, up there. That, it's uh, funny you mentioned that because
2: when we took a picture, um, it was. Uh, Pete Meyer, myself, Brandon, and then my wife. And then Brandon turns around and says, uh, "This is awesome. It's not the first time. This is the first time I'm not the shortest one." Uh, <laughs> he had me dying, man. That but, was
0: awesome. You know, I, I saw the picture you took with Tanner, and I'm thinking, man, what is Tanner standing on? Is he carrying a step stool around with him, or like is he? he <laughs> no, it, he was actually just on the other side of the wall, and we were just uh, uh, chatting up right there. What you didn't know then is he had a book bag, and it's got books in it. He stands on it. (laughs) He put
2: some uh, old... well, the yellow pages just exactly stands on top of, on top of that,
0: so you know. Sorry, Tanner. Um, you <laughs> know, we're, we we um, the new hotel we're putting AST in. We made a very very special request. Okay, um, they do have children's toilets um, for Tanner. <laughs> for Tanner, um, <laughs> you know, so he can make sure he reaches it. You know, don't want him to oh, be uncomfortable. So you know, you'll, you'll be good, right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, you know, you you found massive success. And, and I, dude, a lot Thank of you. people, especially in your community, look up to you. Right? Thank you, man. And, I mean, I see that, right? Thank you. I and, appreciate that. And people say it all the time. What What's next? Where are you going? Um, my, my next goal is
2: to get the shop where I can have my students' internship at our yeah. shop with a digital resume that okay. we want to put together. So. This way, when they leave our, our training program, they're going to be able to go to uh, their next position, next job and say, okay. here's some videos of diagnostics I had to do, including my repair and how I went yeah. about it. So it's not like they're going to say, you know, I sat in Oscar's class for two years. Um, I know how to diag, but I've never done one. Right. Um, and then from there, our next step is probably, I, I, I want to start traveling more to yeah. shops and, and stuff like that and, and help out as best I can with, right. with whatever I know. Um, and I feel that way we're going to be able to better the industry yeah. as a whole. <clears throat> right. Um, I get contacted often, especially yesterday from people outside of California they're like, I can't get to you. Can you come to us? And that's a completely different thing for me. So I think yeah. that that's going to be our next step is going right. out and, and doing trainings at people's facilities and,
0: and other students. Do you like the idea of coming to an event like an APEX or an ASTE and teaching classes? Is that something that...
2: Absolutely. I, I would love that. Um, I know I, I would be really nervous at the beginning, but um, I, I think I could I think I think could bust it out.
0: Oh, uh, dude, I don't uh, think I know, right? Like, I know. Man. Thanks, man. Thank you. Um, and, and so, you know, as that trajectory goes forward, right? I, I was talking to Paul the other day. And, and he He's a great guy. He is. He i really never is. met a man, but I just love his videos, love his content. I just love how he is as a person. Well, and I, I think you two are really similar, right? I think what you're doing is, is very much along the same lines. Thank right. You. And so I, I was, that's where I got a lot of my start. That's where things started turning around for me and my business Nice. was watching those videos. Okay. Right. Because I had the basics, I had the fundamentals, I could change the parts but I didn't have, like, the thought process down. Right. And, and so one of the things I like about Paul's material is it's very, very, very focused on deductive reasoning. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, hey, duh, this is pretty simple. Right? <laughs> right? If it's not A, B, or C, it must be D. Yeah, exactly. Duh. Right. You know? And, and, you know, Paul says it without being a smartass, and, you know, old country boy <laughs> like me. That's pretty important. Uh, but, but, you know, I was talking to Paul about it. And Paul said, but, but look at all these problems we still have in the industry, right? And right. look at these shops that are still just like changing parts and making us all look bad, right? Parts canon, yep. Dude, they're always going to be here. Yeah. But what do you think? Do we focus on trying to improve those shops? What 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 do you think we do? Do we let them? Because I, I want your opinion before I give you mine. My-
2: <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Um, honestly, I look at it as those guys – If they wanted wanted the help, they would reach out. Right. Um, So sadly, we just have to let them, leave them on their own and focus on the guys who actually want that training, want that help. And those guys are the ones that are going to outwork and outperform the bad shops. And sadly, those bad shops will go away.
0: Right. Well, you know, my, my perspective is this, is you guys are right in the thick of it. And it's very, very easy for y'all to lose that perspective and say, look, I helped these 500 people, but what about these 50,000 people, right? It's very easy to get a skewed perception of that and say, maybe I'm not doing enough. Maybe I'm not helping enough. What are we going to do about all of the problems that still exist? Right. And if we're focused on the problem... We, we lose sight of the solution, right? <laughs> right. So we stop going with it. Right. And so I think it's very important for you guys to remain focused on educating the people that are right in front of you. Exactly. Because, it, listen, if, if they don't want it and and we try and force change on them, we try and force education on them, guess what's going to happen? Uh, They're going to balk at it. Hey, They're going to exactly. lock up. They, yep. You've been in education. They don't care. Yeah. Right? If they don't care, they don't care. But are we uh, going to see... In the next five to ten years, are we going to see that this technology becomes so advanced that they can't do it anymore? Right. You know, is that is that a potential? That That is a potential. Um, I,
2: I always share my experience. When I got in the industry, it was when carburetors were phasing out and going into right. throttle body injection. Um, and I saw a lot of the older guys. Dude,
0: there's no quit. way you're over 25. How is that possible? <laughs> uh, I'm thir- 34 right now. There's no uh, way. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No way. No way. No way. No way. I, I thought you were like 18 or 19, but cool, whatever. Okay. <laughs> no, right. man. Yeah.
2: Um, and, and it's funny because every time I share this, everybody's like, what? Like, yeah, right. I got to work on carburetors. I got to do points. I did timing. Right. I got, you know, I, that, that was my thing, man. And, yeah. And um, that, I think that's where I learned a lot of, like, the old tricks, like using a vacuum gauge. You put a vacuum yeah. gauge on a carb bouncy needle you got a valve train problem right you know you got a crank no start you put a valve ga- a vacuum gauge no vacuum engine shot you know yeah that that's where i learned all this stuff and i still apply it to this day but that's when i saw a lot of the older guys oh, i don't want to learn that new computer stuff and, yeah. and you know they, they all left and um that's what i told my students is us older guys, and I say older guys, right? Um, we're we're kind of they're the new blood, and they're the yeah. ones that need to come in and replace us with some of that technology. Yeah. Obviously, there will be a lot of the older guys that still love the technology and will pick yeah. it up. But there's going to be those guys that nah, I don't want to learn it. You know, I've been doing this for so long
0: and stuff. There, there's a good friend of mine, Justin Allen. I, I don't know if you've seen any of his posts. He's kind of local I think to us. I think I have, he he yeah. works for Hunter and. uh one of my best friends. And, and so Justin talks all the time. He's like, man, he said, I've seen this transition over the years. He said, you know, it was the shops that said, well, I'm not doing TPMS. Right? I'm not yeah. interested. We're yeah. good. We'll pass. And he said those shops, if they continued on that route, struggled. Oh, yeah. Right? And they fell apart. Eventually, they failed. Yeah. Right? And then it was, well, we're not doing this new type of wheel and, and tire mount. Right? We're right. not interested in that. We're not doing the new align. We're not doing ADOS calibrations, right? We're not going to do that. Right. And, and I think what, what I'm afraid of in, in this trajectory that we're on right now is before, if they, if they didn't do the best alignment, the car still did what the car was supposed to do, <laughs> right? right? It might pull, right? but at the end of the day, It was still fairly safe. Right. For the most part, most of the brake jobs they did, they were decent, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't major safety stuff. Right. But now we're entering a realm where you've got an automobile that will stop itself, okay? We're working on cars that they don't realize need calibration, Mm -hmm. right? And so... They're like, oh, I'm not working on that stuff. Dude, you've been working on it since, like, 2006, 2007. What you talking about? You ain't working on right. it. Like, you were already working on it. You just didn't know it. Right. Thanks. Appreciate it. You know, my wife drives on the road next to that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's a big deal. And and Dutch made a post a while back. and he, it, it, was, it was not a post. It was a reply to a review. And this lady's, like, giving him down the creek, dude. Like, absolutely ripping him a new one for how much he was going to charge for a brake job.
2: I think I saw that one, yeah. Yeah. So
0: he's like talking about the fact that, hey, I'm going to use a Mercedes-Benz brake rotor and brake pad, and I'm going to put the tire that came on that car from the OE for the simple fact that that's how it's calibrated to stop if it goes into an emergency-breaking activity. Right. And she said, well, I don't care. And he said, I don't care that you don't care. I'm a professional. Right. This is my freaking job. exactly. You don't get to dictate. Like, we don't go to the doctor and say, no, 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 no. I don't don't want the high-quality hip joint. I want the cheap one. Wait, why are you going to run that test? Right? (laughs) Right? Like, no, man, I don't want that. Right. You know? Like, so why are we disrespected as professionals? And, And can we continue to allow that behavior?
2: I don't think so, man. Um, we've we've actually been running into it as well, and we kind of do the same thing. We, it, it's educate the customer, and um, like like you said in your podcast, uh, number one, it's yeah. you gotta advise them. The moment that you start convincing,
0: yeah, it's over. The
2: call, man, because and, and it works with everything. Yeah. Um, I've had some students that call as well, and then you know they they want to take a program, and then when I get on the phone with them, they're just kind of like dipping their toe in the water, and I always let them know. It's like, look, man, if you're planning on taking my course, be advised that. You're, I don't want toe dippers. I want the guy who's gonna yeah. jump in head first. Doesn't know how cold the water is. He's yeah. just gonna get in. Yeah. And um, and that's usually how I kind of weed them out because the, the, you will get those. And I've had stragglers in classes and they'll yeah. drop out. And right. we're one of the only schools that actually gives you a refund. Uh, so um, I have a I have a seven day money back guarantee. Right. Like if you're in my class for more than seven days and you don't like it. I'll write you a check just because right. you don't belong
0: here. Well, I mean, it, it detracts from everybody else's experience, right? Right, and and man, that that's one of the things with with public education, and, and you've probably heard me say this before, because it was um, it was something that uh, Ken Robinson said. Okay, and he talks a lot about education. He died recently, but but he talks about education. He talks about how we educate people, and he said, you know. Our education system was set up in the the Enlightenment and in the Industrial Revolution, right? Right. And so he said, a long time ago, <laughs> right? <laughs> and we're still educating folks like we were educating them then. And he said, you know... Here's the thing is our education system kills creativity. Right. And we're trying to educate everybody like they're the same. Yep. They're not. No. No way. Right? And and just in my shop, I see that my technicians learn differently. Yeah, My technicians excel in one area and not in another. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like you've really built a customized plan, a customized ability to help these guys in a way that nobody else has done that.
2: Yeah, man. Um, well, I think one of the things I can attribute it to is – um, I learned early on about the different types of learning methods that we have. Yeah. And that's actually how I start off my class. Um, so my class is the first slide everybody gets to see is a, a slide of airplanes flying. Right. And I asked, I always ask them, it's, how many of you guys know what specialty training is? Yeah. And they're just like, I don't know. I was like, okay, so let me ask you this. How many of you guys can go down your local airport and say, hey, I'm going to fly that 737 <laughs> right there? And they just started laughing. I'm like, or how many guys watch some Doogie hauser and go to the local hospital and say, "I'm going to operate. I'm going to do that Houser. open that
0: open heart Dude, surgery." Dude, right? you just proved you are that old. I, <laughs> holy crap, man! <laughs> right? And, and then they're like, "Oh, you
2: got a point." I'm like, "That's why you need specialty training, yeah, and specialty knowledge. Because if you don't have that, how are you going to fix it?" And like Jim R- yeah. um, uh, Jim Morton says, "If you don't know what good is, how do you know what bad is?" Right. And, you know, just being able to do that with these guys. And then after that, I found the majority of technicians are visual kinesthetic learners. Right. So we got to see and do. Yeah. And the way that I run my class is we're going to see during a lecture and then we're going to immediately go into do it. Right. And while we're doing it, I'm going to supervise and I stand back. So I just walk them through, Okay, this is what we're doing. I give them a detailed lab sheet and all tools are set up. And then me and my lab partner, Jose, we just stand back. And the only reason we'll step in is because Mm -hmm. they ask us to. Because we want to make sure that they can do as much as they can on their own without having their hand held.
0: Well, and I mean, so that, that was one of the reasons that Paul's material was so valuable for me. Right, is right. because the case studies. Oh right? yeah. Because I didn't have anybody around that that would do that with me. Right. And so being able to watch those case studies and watch him do it and watch his students do it.
2: I still watch him. Oh, uh, I do too, <laughs> I man. Love them, man.
0: I still I, and like I'm I'm not in the tech role anymore, and I still watch them and I'll, I'll like. My guys will be asking me a question be like, ah, oh, I think I remember something about that. And I'll go, like, into premium and search and go find the video <laughs> yeah, and be yeah, like, man. hang on, it's in the book on this page, <laughs> you know? And, and that is, like, the, the perpetual learner, right? right? Like, continue to learn and continue to grow. I, it's like a business, right? I was right. talking to Rick White yesterday and we said, if, if a business is not growing, it's dying. If you're not learning, you're not growing, what does that mean you're doing?
2: Exactly, man. (laughs) Like,
0: I know it sounds morbid as hell, but, you know, I mean, let's be real about it. Oh, yeah, man. And so when we're talking about technicians, like... Guys, you can't just sit here and not train and not grow and not learn. You absolutely have got to be attending an event. You've got to be attending training classes. You've got to be watching a video. You've got to be doing something to continue to grow yourself. Yes, sir. Because if you're just working on what you're working on right now, doing what you're doing right now, and I, I think that the way we treat people in the industry has caused that? Yes. <clears throat> because they, they're like, man, I'm not getting paid for it. It's not fair. I don't, I'm not respected. Right. Why would I even invest in this career any further? Right. Or when they say,
2: why am I going to go to that class and make him more money and I'm still going to make the same? Yeah. And I, I hear that a lot. Yeah. I see, I see it and I hear it a lot.
0: If, do you think that if we worked as a whole on our industry uh, for technicians that we grew them financially right. a train them how to be financially responsible yep right because that that's a big one <laughs> yes. right and I've, I've talked to my technicians about this and and I've got a couple in particular and they know this and they know I'm talking about them you, you can't just keep coming and asking for a bigger paycheck. Right. right. Right? Like, if you're not being financially responsible with what you're getting, me giving you a bigger paycheck is only hurting you. It's, it's going it to worse. helping you. <laughs> if yep. you spend more than you make, no matter how much you make. That's right. There's a whole different problem we got to talk about <laughs> That's first. right, right? man. But, but in the same respect. If, if we start educating them financially, right. we start educating them about how the business works from a financial right. standpoint. Absolutely. And then we start educating them because here's the thing, right? You've heard me talk about the fact that we can't just keep taking texts and saying, you're going to own a shop, you're going to own a shop, you're going to own a shop. Right. Because it's not the same job as being a technician. If you're happy working on cars, if you're happy as a technician, for God's sakes, don't start a shop. Yes. It is not man. the same job. Hell no. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you good. It's not, you're, man. It's and, not. And, and so, if that's where we're at, right? And then we start teaching them about the financials of the business, and then we start teaching them and paying them better. Now, all of a sudden, that question goes away. Oh yeah, right? It's not about I'm not getting paid for doing this. It's that this is a career. I'm earning a living. Right. If, if you're if you're paying a technician, you know, four hundred bucks a week that's the kind of work you're going to get. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. That's the kind of work our industry's going to get. Yep. And frankly, it pisses me off, but, you know. <laughs> it's true, man.
2: Um, it, it, it's sad, you know, because you see, I see a lot of guys who have a passion for it.
0: Yeah. But because they're working with the wrong shop, it just kills that passion. And and then they become jaded. Yep. And then they become irritated. Yep. And then they, they become a problem instead of part of the solution. Right. And, and, you know, uh, you know Jeff Compton, don't you? Yeah. I know so you. Jeff and I have been friends for a really long time. And i built a lot of what we do in my shop around some of the things Jeff said. Okay. And Jeff always talked about the fact, like, hey, technicians are treated pretty badly, and I don't think you see it. Right? Like, there, there's some guys that get some pretty rough treatment. Yeah. And so I always listen to Jeff when he would talk because he had been going through this, right? Okay. And so I, I set things up in my shop to make sure that I wasn't going to be doing some of those things. There's some of them I'm sure I do, right? Right. But Jeff... Became pretty jaded, right? He was pretty frustrated. He was mad at the other techs. He was mad at the other shops. He was frustrated. Yeah. Because he's like, dude, I've worked my ass off at this career. And it turns out it's not a career. It's just a shitty job. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so then we bring Jeff. I, I asked him, I'm like, please come to AST. You know what I'm saying? like, please come to AST. And he's like, I, I don't know, man. I'm like, no, nah, just please come to AST. Yeah. And there at the end of the show, he came up and he gave me this big hug. And he's like, dude, he's like, you changed my life. And I'm like, what well, <laughs> talking about? He's like, nah, dude. He's like, I did not realize there was a group of people trying to change this. Oh, yeah. There was a group of people trying to improve the industry. I felt like I was alone out here. Yeah. And I felt like nothing was happening. We're making no progress. And I come here and I see... There's a thousand people here making the industry better. Absolutely. You know, it's really not that bad. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and that's
2: actually one of the reasons why I tell everybody, you got to go to these events. Yeah. Um, like when we went to ASTE, when the group got back, they were just stoked. Yeah. Um, and... I mean, we're all instructors, so it's not like we're out working on cars. Yeah. But these guys were just fired up. And everything they were telling everybody is, you got to go to an event. Right. You need to go to an event. Yeah. And just like you said, just plugging in with people with the like-mindedness of what you're expecting, it's just going to help you catapult. And right. And then now I see the difference from when I started where nobody wanted to show you anything right. to where if you, you see Brandon Steckler, you see Scott Brown out and you right. stop and talk to him. They'll talk to you. Oh yeah! And back in the yep. day, it was like, "Get away from me," you know. And and now right. it's like, I'll, "What do you want to know?" I'll tell you.
0: Right. And 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 like the true gearheads, right? Yeah. Because they love to stand around and talk about it. Like <laughs> yeah. they love working on cars. Yeah. They love the technology. They love the things that we're seeing. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's fun. Yeah. Right. I love it, man. I, I'm. Even this
2: morning, I came in and um, I ran into Scott Brown and yeah. we started talking, and I'm like, "Whoa, man! Like it, it's." It's crazy. Uh, I get so starstruck that I have my wife taking
0: pictures because I right? forget,
2: man. It's <laughs> you,
0: crazy. You, next time you see Scott Brown, ask him if he's ever drank pappies with Dutch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him know. <laughs> yeah, d- definitely ask him about that. So, A, if people are interested in your training, how can they get in touch with you?
2: Um, so, if you guys want to get in touch with us, you can either check us out on YouTube. where okay. youtube.com forward slash... Um, master auto training and then uh, or you can get us on our website smartautotraining.com or they can call the office which is 909-5390114 and uh, either my wife Candy or Desiree will guide them in whatever they need and if i'm there they can always try to talk to me and then i'm um, nice usually in my uh, office in the back kind of hiding but
0: right you got if, the door locked <laughs> the the
2: down. Down, but um <laughs> if they they do need me then um i'm the girls will holler for me and then i'll, I'll right? get on the phone with them that's awesome uh, dude that's awesome
0: so we're gonna see you at ast next year
2: absolutely me and the whole team Awesome, yeah, dude. And
0: hopefully we take some of our students with us this time. Oh, man, that would be so awesome. And, yep. and you know, I don't know if you know this, but a lot, a lot of these organizations have uh, passes for students. Oh, great. Okay. So if you reach out to them, you can get some passes set up. You can get a, a whole different concept set up for that student. Okay. And you can really, you know, that that's the cool thing about these training events. You can really tailor the training that they're getting. And get them exactly where they need that training. Oh, you know? great. Yeah, I would love so, that. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, just reach out to them and then uh, let the students know. We, we were, had one that was actually going to attend with us. Okay. And then once we said we weren't going, he, he, uh, he canceled as well. So
0: it was kind right. of a bummer for him. But gotcha. hopefully we can get a lot
2: more guys this year.
0: Dude, I can't wait, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it, man. Thank yes, you so sir. much, Lucas.
1: Thank you for listening to the Changing the Industry podcast.